You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. He's not prepared to make a move as yet. Aphorism is now starting to point to the outside. LL Cool J, Tim's a trooper. They straighten now. Leap to fame. Leap to fame leads five metres. Hot and treacherous making no impression. He's large. He's in charge, Larry. And he wins again. Leap to fame beating hot and treacherous. Aphorism. Fourth over the line. Well, that was last Saturday night. A painless watch if you took the really short odds about Leap to Fame. We'll have him in a multi. And uh, he's off to Victoria. He's confirmed to run in the Victoria Cup, a very prestigious race at Melton on Saturday night. And Chris Barsby, he's drawn well for that race. Good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. He's drawn ideally. He'll run with saddlecloth number five, but he'll start with number four or start from gate four if the emergency bulletproof boy does not secure a start. So this is an ideal barrier draw. Immediately following that uh, draw that was conducted today, earlier today, he opened at $1.85. He got to $1.90. Now he's trading at $1.80. So the money is coming already for the Queensland star. So he is going to run an odds-on favourite. Some of the, the, the key rivals, Better Eclipse, the Kilmore Cup winner, Gate 1. Honolulu Bay, who's first up, Gate 2. Rock and Roll do 4. So they're all on the inside of Leap to Fame. Catch a Wave 6, Amore Vita 7. Second row, runners Mac Dan. Hi, my name is Jeff. Captain Ravishing. Act now in Cypher and Spirit of St. Louis, the outside of the second row, Steve. And the next time we see him in Brisbane, more than likely in a heat of the Inter-Dominion. Yeah, more than likely, Steve. So, uh, painless watch there. It was like a trial there on Saturday night for him once he got the front. Uh, that was game, set, match. Connections of hot and treacherous. They were still toing and froing. I think immediately after the race, I think it was on, and then they decided... No, we're not going to tackle the Victoria Cup. So he's going to stay and get prepared for the Inter-Dominion. Leap to fame will go down. It's a hit-run mission. So he'll go down this weekend, obviously, and then come straight back and be prepared for the Inter-Dominion. It's not all that far away. He's seven weeks Friday for the first round of heat, Steve. So it's going to come around uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, Leap to Fame gets a, a golden opportunity here on Saturday night to claim Grand Circuit glory. Chris, um, just on what uh, Matty had to say, Matty Young in recent times and a few others, they, they're all saying that this horse is, an, is a rising star of WA harness racing. And I see race six there at Bunbury tomorrow in a very small field of four runners. They've got the $1.05 never ending. So, gee, Chris, um, this will just be a cakewalk. And I wonder, you know... Where, how many more runs the horse will have? Um, this preparation never ending. Well, I think the WA Derby will finish his campaign, Steve. So he'll dominate this race uh, tomorrow, no question about that. Uh, and then he'll push towards the WA Derby. And I think that will just about see him through for the year, Steve. I think they'll be prepared to give him a, a let up uh, after the WA Derby. And then they've got so many options as a four-year-old. And as we know and we've discussed with Matt Young, uh, the Eureka is obviously a, a big target, given the money involved and that he fits the criteria perfectly. So that's going to be a long-range target. Just going back to the Victoria Cup, Steve, uh, Captain Ravishing trialled last.
last night just to uh, uh, fine-tune for Saturday night's race. He was beaten narrowly behind a pretty smart horse and captain Belisario. They finished off in 54-7-26-5. I did speak with his driver, Nathan Jack, last night, and he said he felt super sharp. So he's looking to overcome that second-row draw there. And as far as the trotters were concerned, Cravash Dor, who's considered to be the best trotter or certainly one of the best trotters potentially here in the country, he finished at the rear of the field and uh, Nathan Jack drove him also and he said he felt pretty uh, pretty lethargic. So uh, they've got some work to do there. That that uh, trot trial was taken out by RC Phoenix. We saw him here compete during the, uh, the Great Square during the Constellation. So a little bit of disappointing news there with Cravash Door. But Captain Ravishing, full steam ahead. And just from North America across the weekend, Steve, the Kentucky Futurity taken out by Tactical Approach. Todd McCarthy had success. He was able to take out the Kentucky Futurity Phillies feature with Mamacita Volo. So big result there for Todd McCarthy. So uh, those boys continue to do the job up there. And Luke was trackside to see uh, Toddy take out that feature there on the weekend. So... Aussie's doing well in North America. The Breeders' Crown, that's only a couple of weeks away taking place at Hoosier Park. So I'm sure Dexter Dunn, Toddy, Andy McCarthy are certainly going to be the to the fore there in the coming weeks. Of course, Petrarca justified its really short quote in winning a heat of the Victoria Derby on the weekend at Melton. Chris, what about the Lost Storm? Was he disappointing? He was twelve. He led up and ran third. Yeah, absolutely disappointing, Steve. You just wonder if that Eureka race took a little bit more out of the three-year-olds compared to uh, the, the the four-year-olds that contested the Eureka. He led, he had every chance, and he was just overpowered late. So they've got a lot of work to do between you know Saturday night to this Saturday night to get him right, but he's got to overcome a nasty draw. He drew gate 12, Petrarca. He has drawn gate 10. So they're both facing second row draws. The real Sherlock, who was super impressive. We spoke with Greg Sugars last week and he said he's a wicked fast horse. Well, he proved that again, overcoming gate seven, getting over the top of his rivals. Again, he's got gate number seven, again, given the fact that he is an OD horse. So that promises to be a, a very good final. And as far as the Oaks is concerned, the barrier draws made it interesting. Sahara Breeze was a beaten favourite last week, but she draws barrier one and major delight this filly with a wonderful record has drawn gate 10. So I think both the Oaks and Derbies are going to be really strongly contested races. Of course, not only the big night in Victoria, what about the New Zealand Cup? Chris Akuta, one of your faves, you've followed his career so closely. He's pretty rock-solid favourite for that. 2.20, copy that, 6, Town Road, 6, self-assured, 6 for the New Zealand Cup. In fact, sorry, that's coming through on um, the 14th of November. My apologies, Chris, not this weekend. Yeah, it's not going to be too far away, and we can take Copy out out of the uh, the New Zealand Cup. He's succumbed to a knee injury, so fairly serious as well. So he definitely won't be lining up in the New Zealand Cup. But we look forward to seeing those All Stars horses step out again soon. Talking about a Cooter and Self Assured. So uh, still a little bit of water. I, I know Connections of Captain Ravishing have paid the late entry fee for the New Zealand Cup, so it looks like he's going to give it a shot. And we know Swayze. Uh, he was um, uh, being you know considered for the Victoria Cup in the end. They didn't nominate, but he is going to resume in the Les Chan free-for-all at Menangle on Saturday night, so it's full steam ahead to the New Zealand Cup for him. So Australia certainly will have good interest in that feature, but I'm sure the Kiwis are going to be hard to beat on their home soil. And just in wrapping up, we spoke about it briefly Saturday morning, but Bolt for brilliance, a great training effort. He was off 50 metres. It might not have been the elite, but he made a mess of them there on, Saturday, on uh, Friday night in New Zealand there over the long trip. 
Yeah, first up, he broke his leg during the Inter-Dominion Series last year in Melbourne, Steve, so wonderful training performance. He's always been a high-quality trotter, but to resume off such a, a serious injury a long time away from the track and to win off 50 metres by over 10 lengths, uh, that's some sort of performance. So he's hoping it's a trouble-free campaign. He's with one of the best in the business in Tony Hurley, so we'll follow him closely over the next couple of weeks and months. Chris, uh, your first guest this morning is, is a gentleman that's... Um, well, He's uh, created such or generated such a wonderful reputation in the sport of rugby league, and he part owner of a horse that won at Albion Park on the weekend. Third quarter, 27 and 6. Lord Zarias is really testing so extra. He pokes the nose in front, launching now. Sendon from a long way back. He is starting to make giant strides around the outside. So extra, Lord Zarias. Sender chimes in. Sender deep out goes to the lead. So extra is trying to lift. Jendon strike goes to the inside. Late she's the Victoria's yep got chooks. Look at Send It break clear. Send It racing away and wins easily. Send It. Jendon Strike. She's notorious. Yep got chooks. Next in. So yeah, part owned by a gentleman that's joining us now, Chris. Yeah, Jared Croker's online with us, and this horse has given him a lot of satisfaction over a long period of time. He's now won 13 races, Send It. He's banked more than a quarter of a million dollars, and he is amongst nominations for ID23. And Steve, as we just uh, touched on, that's only seven weeks away. It'll be interesting to see if he can force his way up the, uh, the the rankings board to try and secure a start. But all you can do is win, and he did precisely that. Jared, good morning. Hey boys, how are you? Really well. How big a thrill was that on Saturday night? Because I'm tipping he's one of your favourites. Send it. He is one of my favourites, uh, little Teddy, mate. It's, um, yeah, he's, um, he, he gave us our first group one um, back here at Menangle. Um, you know, I think it was about a year and a half, two years ago in the country championship races. And, um, yeah, he's, there's only four of us in it. A lot of our syndicates is sort of, you know, eight, ten people. But there's only four of us involved in this fella as well. And, um, yeah, he's just one of those horses that he, he always tries hard, mate. And, um, you know, it was, it was nice, nice to see him find some form again on the weekend. All right. We'll give the other co-owners a shout-out. Who else is in this syndicate? Uh, Cody Medway um, and Brad and Blake Hewitt, or Millie Hewitt and, um, and Blake Hewitt as well. So uh, most of the, the usual suspects, mate, they're involved in pretty much all the horses. But, um, yeah, he was, only, and he was only a little cheapy, um, you know, years ago at the, at the Bath of, at the sales. So, um, yeah, like I said, he's just one of them horses. He was sort of like a... We had our triple play for a long time, and he was just one of the same sort of horses that just always, always tried, and you knew he was always going to give 110 percent and um, send it to same mate. Okay, um, now tell me, he's 81 in the rankings for ID 23. Naturally, that's going to lift with that winning performance there on Saturday night. Are you hopeful, or are you sort of coming to the realization he mightn't make the cut for ID 23? Yeah, look, it's probably... I haven't really spoken to, to Shane about it um, recently, mate, because, like I said, he's, you know, he hadn't been uh, going as well as he probably did when he first got up there. When he first got up there, we were... You know, we had a couple of really nice wins and there was talk of the, the sunshine sprint and those sorts of races, and, uh, you know, we didn't quite get a run on them, and then his form sort of dipped a little bit. So, uh, look, I'd be... You know, it'd be a, a massive thrill, but, um, you know, 81st on the list and some of the names in the top, even, you know, 20 or 30 of those, probably more. Um, some pretty special horses in there. So if, if he could get a run, it would be a great thrill. But, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see if he keeps on going. All right. So he's unlikely at this stage, but you will be represented during ID 23 because coming in at number two, number two in the Trotters rankings, is your mare Majestic Trio. She was a Group 1 winner during our carnival. Is she on target for ID 23? Yeah, as far as I know, she is, mate. She's, um, she had a, a nice run there 
actually went second or third to uh, Jimmy Rattray's nice one um, a couple of weeks ago there, and then uh, she's going around again on the weekend. She's had she's had a couple of tough draws, and um, I think it was a standing start where she was over um, off about ten or twenty metres as well, which made it a bit more difficult. But um, I think she's going really well, and I think she's another one a bit like Sender, who um, had a lot of braced horses that. You know, it's obviously not that cold down here at the moment, but through the through the winter period, they just go up there and get a bit of sunshine and a bit of sand on them and, and grow a leg, mate. So hopefully she's uh, tra- tracking along nicely and she can go up there and uh, do the same. Okay. Well, you're recently retired, so you've played your last game in the NRL. The series is seven weeks away. Does that mean that you can get up here, relax, and enjoy ID23, the carnival itself? You'll have to um, remind the wife that I'm retired, mate. She dragged me out for a run this morning. I'm still recovering from it. I was pulled up pretty ordinary, actually. But, um, yeah, look, it's, uh, I'm definitely going to get up there. Uh, I'll definitely be able to get up for the last weekend. I've got a wedding. Um, it, is, it is wedding season. It's about the fourth of my wedding's coming up. So I've got a wedding in Fiji early in December. But um, I'll definitely be able to get back there for the hopefully the whole final week, but uh, definitely the final weekend and um, get up there and get amongst it because I love going up there as it is just to... You know, I'd go to Redcliffe on a on a Thursday arbor if you let me. So I, um, I enjoy getting up there and getting amongst it all. And uh, but I get to see Shane very often, so I like to get up there and uh, get stuck into him as well. And um, remind him that I think Kelly's the only one that's been winning on Sunday up there. So we might have to leave Kel on as well. All right. Well, I'm sure he'll take the tip there and take it well. As <laughs> also, hey, now tell me, how is retired life for you at this stage? Mate, it's been really busy. I've. Uh, I literally, I think the the weekend after we finished was a bit of a slow weekend because we did a couple of days after it. And then I've had a, a 60th in Foster. Then we had the NRL grand final weekend where they looked after us really well. And, um, you know, we got, got to go to races and everything that weekend. And then uh, last weekend I had a wedding at Shell Bay again. So I was up north again. And then I've got a, a sponsored event at the Everest this weekend. And then I've got um, my son's first birthday and then two more weddings. So you won't catch me free until about mid-November, I reckon, mate. So it doesn't really suck in yet. It's just... Uh, it's just a bit of a, you know, it just feels like a normal off-season at the moment, just weddings and race weekends. So, um, look, like I said, I went for a bit of a run this morning and it just made me, reassured me that I am uh, I wouldn't be ready to go back and do it on a full pre-season late November, mate. So, uh, yeah, look, like I said, nice and busy at the moment, but uh, plenty of time to kick back mm. and relax as well. Jared, what have you been your main injury concerns the last couple of seasons? Um, I've, had, I've had a couple of, um, I've had two shoulder reconstructions, but um, in saying that, they, they were pretty smooth in regards to getting back and never had having any other dramas with them. Um, it was probably just the, the knee, mate, and it was probably both knees, but mainly the right knee. Um, it nearly forced me into retirement when we went into the bubble in 2021. I think it was up in Queensland. And um, essentially that's when Sticky first sort of gave me the bit of a tap and said, look, you're probably not up to standard. And that's when I sort of decided to get the stem cell treatment. And um, I knew a few other players that had they tried it before, and I thought, well, it's either that or bust. So I thought I'd give it a crack. And um, in all honesty, I think it went. Well, I reckon my knee went from 50% to probably 80, 85%. So it, it definitely done something. And um, you know, the, you know, I got my body back in in 2022 to where I needed to be, and then played one game and done my shoulder again. But uh, like I said, that you know, I, I probably um, had a few interviews with a bit of stuff over the last, you know, the back end of the year, and obviously disappointed about the play the last few games, but. Looking back on the 21 and 22 seasons that I had, um, I could have easily thrown it in then and after doing the shoulder again. But I thought, oh, well, I've got one more year. Why don't I give it a, give it a red hot crack and try and get to 300 games? And, um, you know, look, I need to look at the photos that I had, um, you know, all the videos and the photos of the whole week that Canberra put on for me. And, um, you know, being able to run out with me, my uh, three year old boy, mate, it was just made, made all those uh, extra pre seasons and that extra work worthwhile. So, 
Uh, probably the shoulder and knee to, to answer your question, mate. Yeah. But, um, you know, the back started going as well, mate. I'm 33 now, so, you know, little things start to get a bit sore and get out of bed. But um, I haven't really felt that last couple of weeks. It's been good. Mm. Do you still hold the record for the most amount of points scored for Canberra? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, mate. So um, hopefully that's a few years off being broken, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's about 2,300 or something. I think, I think Dave Ferner was about 1,200 when I went past, so... Uh, yeah, hopefully hold that one for a while, mate. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 been great, and um, like I said, all that sort of stuff um, you're starting to think of now. I went downstairs, got the man cave downstairs, and just you know those little bits of things that you sort of you, you're so grateful for. But at the end of the day, you want to win games of footy and um, get down there and sort of reflect on a few of those things. Now, mate, it's really good because they're the yeah, that's when you start to reflect on your personal accolades more so when you when you finish playing. Yeah, well, you should be very proud of it, Chris. I was just looking at Jared's record, 135 tries yeah. for Canberra. And a goal-kicking machine as well. So yeah, it was one of the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you've still got to do the job and you did it time in time out. Hey, also this weekend, we are just touching on this big Victoria Cup meeting. You've got a runner in the Victoria Derby and Captain's Knock. He's a Group 1 winner in his own right. He looked like he got a little keen in the heat there last yeah. week. But do you give him some sort of hope in this Group 1 feature on the weekend? Uh, mate, uh, at his best, uh, I genuinely give him a chance. I mean, um, you know, I'm obviously a little bit biased. I love him and he's, a, he's such a good little horse and you're right, you're spot on, mate. He got behind the leader there and got very keen over 2600, which is tough to do because, you know, if he, if he settled a bit better than he did and, um, you know, obviously the lost form didn't go as well as it, it usually it had been going, I thought, you know, coming up a lane or a chance of going straight past him. But uh, Brad just mentioned that Nathan drove him and said that he, uh, yeah, he was a bit keen the whole trip. So, um few little uh, adjustments this week and uh, mate hopefully with that draw he, you know can land three three cents at you know best it'd be a nice uh, nice run might he might be a little less fresh this weekend which will probably be good for him he won't race his keen and uh, mate if they overdo it or you know, I'm sure Sparks will be fine with a few of those good ones draw it outside the back row it could be uh, you know he could be a sneaky each way chance mate. Well, fingers crossed and, and you love both codes of racing you, you share an ownership of a few gallopers but is it the trots that is your, you know, your, your, your main love? Uh, and is that through Brad Hewitt? It is, mate. Yeah, trots are my main, my main love. And um, I've always, you know, for, you know, I was always, you know, back, back in the Gallopers ever since I remember being a kid and Dad going down to the pub on a Saturday Arvo. And, and that was, you know, that was my time. I think I was uh, $2 each way on Might and Power when he won the Melbourne Cup. I remember that far back. But, uh, mate, since I went, um, you know, a bit older and got old enough to obviously own horses and, um, you know, I was really, really good mates with, with Brad. Um, we just bought you know, a little fella called I'm JT, and he come over and won about six straight in Canberra. And I thought this was the easiest thing in the world, and it just, uh, it just went on from there, mate. I've, I've had the odd galloper in my time. I've still got one with uh, with Kurt Goldman up in Queensland, actually. But um, mate, I've yeah, I've got I don't know how many. My wife wouldn't be listening, listening. So I think it's about thirteen paces at the moment going around so um yeah look i love the paces mate. They're, they're my real passion i obviously love a punter and like i said going to everything the weekend but um yeah i'm, I'm definitely more pas- passionate about the uh about the paces mate more because i own them a lot and um like i said growing up with brad um you see the highs and lows of it all and as as he has for me mate so he's the first one to dig it to me when i have a bad game so i look forward to having a poor drive and um giving it to him as well yeah, I remember my dad at uh, pub at the, watching the races. He'd always say, "One more, one more." One two more, hours yeah. later. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's me at the moment with my two sons. It's Sunday, Sunday morning, the young fellow walking and telling me I've had too many beers. Uh, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, what well, we've, we've got to ask: if you are going to the Everest, g- give us a tip for the Everest. Who's going to take that big one? Oh, uh, mate, it's such an open race compared to obviously previous years. Um, 
I've, I've been a big private eye fan for the whole the whole uh, whole um, campaign, really. Last couple of campaigns, I think it's one of those horses that, that tries really well as well. So I love a good horse that, that tries hard. Used to always tra- suck me in the back in tracking because it tries so hard, but it didn't really win very often. But um, I'll probably just run with private eye, mate. But I could change it nine to five times. Oh, you've got to back your own <laughs> horse, your hometown horse in the Kosciuszko front page, trained at Goulburn where you were born. Well. Mate, I um, funny you say that. Mogo Magic, my mate, has, my, some of my mates have shares in him. He's a golden born and bred mate. Mogo, uh, I think he's about eight dollars in the market. He's undefeated. Um, you know, he one of my good mates owns him, has a share in him, and he he drew the drew the slot for. Um, you know, he won the slot. So obviously, he got his horse. He won two tickets, so he's got Opal Ridge as well. So he's uh, <laughs> he probably won't sleep for three days going into the race. He'd be that excited. But yeah, I did hear an interview with that. Joe. He bought a heap of tickets, though, didn't he? Yeah, Matty, Matty Cowling. Yeah, he. Um, I think he spent a fair bit of money on the tickets, and it's probably a smart investment when you've got the you know, third or fourth favourite, and then you win enough to, to have the uh, the favourite as well. But um, yeah, he, he's won plenty of money on the horse too. It's undefeated. Don't worry, he would have backed it every start. But um, yeah, look, I, obviously good mates with Matty Dale as well. So and uh, and front page is another one of them horses. You sort of know what you're going to get from him too. So yeah, um, look, I'd love to see one of the Goulburn horses win it. And, and yeah, seems like I'm. You've got a bit, but I might with uh, Lukey Pepper as well. So I thought you would be because they, they're yeah, both from um, Canberra old, previously. Yeah, he used to be from Canberra. Luke, he's, he's up north now at Scone, but he's, he's another good fella. And um, yeah, look, hopefully, hopefully one of them wins, mate. To be honest, but um, I'll be down there cheering them on anyway. Well, hopefully there's a Group One winner for you on Saturday night with Captain's Knock in the Victoria Derby. Jared, really appreciate the time, and hopefully we'll be able to catch up during ID Twenty Three with Majestic Trio. Sounds good, boys. Thanks for having me on. There's Jared Croker, so uh, he's terrific, uh, not only for uh, for the NRL and his career with the Canberra Raiders, Steve, but uh, he'd be a great ambassador for racing because, uh, as we just learnt there, he loves racing both codes and, um, yeah, he'd be fantastic to have on board. No, so not wrong. Hopefully he can uh, he can get some big race glory, whether it's this Saturday night with Captain's Knock or with Majestic Trio in the Inter-Dominion Trot Series. So we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out. I wanted to find out about some of our uh, better horses in Queensland. Uh, had that uh, time off just recently, Steve. So I just want to get an update because, as we know, the Victoria Derby takes place this Saturday night. And before we went away, we were thinking maybe sure thing captain goes down, gives that race a crack. Uh, Perth has been mentioned for Speak the Truth and ID 23. That's just around the corner. So I just want to find out where these horses are going. Scott Miller, part of the Raboki team, he joins us now and he's online. Scott, appreciate the time. Morning. How you been? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, bit in a slow go mode uh, here at the minute, uh, but it's always the case this time of year for us. Um, most of the most of the ones are out spelling and uh, on their way back in. So um, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty casual at the minute. Okay, so where do we sit right now? Uh, as I said, the Victoria Derby, uh, it, it takes place this weekend. No sure thing, Captain. Perth is fast approaching. The end of Dominion is fast approaching. Where do we sit with your star performers? Uh, well, at this point, uh, they're just poking along, hopefully. Oh, well, uh, sure thing, Captain's still in the paddock, so he's uh, not back in work yet. So we decided to miss uh, Victoria. It was just... Um, cost factor getting him down there and um you know getting him home and someone being away for that long was just um just wasn't uh, adding up so uh we decided we'd miss that and give him a good spell um and then sort of bring him back to the chariot getting him up and going for the chariot next year so uh, that's the go with him at this point uh, all going well 
Um, and the other guy, um, speak the truth, uh, he's back in work, he's back in the swing of things. Um, uh, with Perth, probably logistically, it's probably a nightmare for us. Um, someone being away uh, for that long. Transport over is not too bad, but then coming home, um, getting back home is a bit of a nightmare. So uh, at this point, we'll just see how he keeps coming up. Hopefully he'll be back at the trials um, looking towards early uh, November. So, um, yeah, but it's sort of just a bit of a nightmare to get over there and back. OK. So with Speak the Truth, he's currently ranked 26, so he's safely in that uh, that top bracket. The top 36 will uh, certainly uh, step out for the series. So there's no problem about that. I is it a lock at this stage or is it just a little bit of a wait-and-see approach? Uh, well, at this probably point, I'd say you're probably just staying in Brisbane and going in the, in the Dominion. Um, that's probably where he's headed towards at this point. Um, and I would say we'll probably just keep on that path. But, um, yeah, you know, he'd have to, like, really step up and, you know, things have to fall into place really good to get get to Perth and to get home. Um, but at this point, I would say that he would probably 90% be in the Inner Dominion. Um, you know, I do think if he went to Perth that he'd probably be a really good chance. But, um, yeah, just logistically is a bit of a nightmare. OK. Are you happy with his current condition? Uh, yeah, he's just poking along. He hasn't done anything serious yet. He's just been poking along, but he's done well. He had a couple of weeks off, and, um, you know, he's happy enough and um, doing that. Obviously, you know, you know, he probably he, he can't uh, win in the Dominion, but, um, you know, it's probably just a good stepping stone to sort of get him a bit harder and, you know, get him used to that style of racing, you know, so... Okay, so looking long term, then, say so in the next twelve months, what's the the big race? Is there a big race that you've circled on the calendar that you think would be ideal for Speak the Truth? Um, not really. Um, I'll just have to speak to Grant wherever he doesn't go, um, or wherever <laughs> Jason Grimson's horses don't go, we'll try and go. You know, uh, so uh, we should probably just all have a meeting and just sort of try and keep away from each other, but. <laughs> Uh, because, um, you know, obviously you can't beat Grant's horse, so uh, wherever Grant goes, we don't want to go, you know. So, um, But, no, nothing really. We'll just sort of see how he comes up and always just keep playing by the ear. You know, we do like going to Sydney a fair bit, so, you know, he might just end up, you know, going down there a bit and racing down there and, um, yeah, coming home, just doing, you know, bit of backwards and forwards from down there, you know. So. Okay. Uh, Van Sank is going to represent the stable in the ID23 uh, trotting series. Is he on target? Yeah, he's on target. He'll trial... Um, it, we're going to trial, um, obviously, this Friday, but just a little bit concerned with the track, how the track will play out at Albion Park this Friday, if it might be a bit loose or what the go is. So I'll probably just flick him over to Tuesday, let the Friday meeting, the Saturday meeting go ahead at Albion get a bit of a gauge on how the track's playing out. Uh, I don't really want to be taking there if the track's really soft. Um, you know, he's sort of a bit funky gated when he wants to be at the best of times. So um, so we'll sort of probably just stick to Tuesday with him. Um, and, yeah, then sort of getting ready for... getting ready for a few of those feature races before the end of the minion and then just see how he's going. Um, you know, it's probably not an ideal... Um, it's probably not an ideal series for him, you know, backing up so many days, but um, we'll just see how he plays out.
Okay. Uh, and just going back to Shaw Thing, Captain. So, no Victoria Derby, Chariots of Fire main target, and then obviously looking further ahead, uh, the, uh, the the carnival next year in winter, the, the Rising Sun, that's going to be a big target for him? Yeah, we'll just probably play the same line as, um, um, you know, speak the truth, really, try and obviously it's not Q-bred, so unless the conditions change in the Hayden, but, um, you know, we'll just sort of play those sort of lines, you know, we'll go hopefully the chariots and then we'll go into the carnival the rising suns and then you know hopefully you know he hopefully sh shapes up well enough and good enough that he can be in the next two million dollar race in sydney um yep. so hopefully that's our plan with him anyway so yeah some good money targets there when you start thinking about chariots of fire rising sun and the eureka so a lot to look forward to i appreciate the update this morning uh, we'll see you at the track soon okay thanks chris there's Scott Miller joining us. So there's an update with Speak the Truth, uh, Sure Thing Captain, Van Sank as well. So they're coming along nicely and it looks like Speak the Truth and Van Sank will be stepping out during ID 23. Sure Thing Captain having a break and uh, he'll get set for the chariots early next year down there in Sydney. We need to find a winner and we're going racing today at Recliffe, not Albion Park. Remedial work's being undertaken there at Albion Park. So we're back in action on Friday night and Saturday night.